What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hello, church family. This is Marilyn Mitchell. Thank you so much for coming back and joining us today for John 6. And we're continuing today with verse 16 through 21. And I'll be reading in the English Standard Version. When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat, and started across the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat, and they were frightened. But he said to them, It is I, do not be afraid. Then they were glad to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. Well, I wish I had enough time to read these verses like three or four more times because there is a lot to absorb in these verses. Now, just a reminder from yesterday, um, when we finished yesterday's portion of of John chapter 6, it was the feeding of the 5,000. Jesus took the meager gift of two fish and five barley loaves from a young boy's lunch and made enough for over 5,000 people with 12 baskets left over. Remember that? And then it says he withdrew to be alone. So now we're picking up. It's evening time. He's been gone a long time. Now it's dark and the disciples were out on the boat and the sea was really rough. It says a strong wind was blowing and they had rowed about three or four miles, okay, on these rough winds. But then I mean, can you imagine (laughs) they see Jesus walking on the sea, coming near the boat, and they were frightened. Who wouldn't be? And I mean, they must have been exhausted. They've been, you know, such a busy, full, crazy day, right? This miracle, all these people, they'd carried all this extra food back. um, And now they must be questioning their sanity. Don't you think they're seeing this man, Jesus, walking on the sea, um, and they were frightened. But Jesus ever himself and ever so kind says, it's me. Hey, don't be afraid. And then they were glad to take him into the boat. But here, don't miss the second miracle really of this. I mean, obviously he's walking on the sea, miracle enough. But then this verse 21 also says that when they took him into the boat, immediately they arrived where they were going. So I cannot imagine um, being one of the disciples and, and having these experiences on this day. Um, pretty powerful day, a lot to absorb, a lot to consider. And so this is really the second sign, right, of the day. Now, the first sign we know was witnessed by quite a crowd, over 5,000 men, and that's just the men, women and children included, obviously the disciples. Um, so many people saw that sign. But who saw this one? Only the disciples. And Jesus was walking on water, and the boat, once he set foot onto it, was immediately where it was headed. Now, of course, they were scared. You would be scared. I would be terrified. But he said, as he always does, do not be afraid. Now, there's a whole nother study we could do about fear and do not fear, but it is clear throughout scripture. One of the most frequently 
um, mentioned phrases is do not fear. The only time we're actually told to fear is to fear the Lord himself. So it's appropriate um, that we have a, a healthy awe and reverence and fear for our God, but he's the only thing. And when we are with him and when he is for us, which he is if we follow him, we do not have to be afraid. And so that's what he's telling them. And he is there for them. He is there for us, no matter how dark, no matter how hard, no matter how fearful situations are. I want to tell you this really precious story about when our family moved from um, Goodlitzville, Millersville area to Murfreesboro. It was actually in May of 2004, and we were doing some of the back and forth of bringing, you know, um, household goods and such from Goodlettsville to Murfreesboro. My husband and our oldest son were in one vehicle, and then I and our youngest son, Ryan, was in the van. Now, somewhere along um, Interstate 65, I think we were at the time, we were headed like I say, from, from north of Nashville on over towards Murfreesboro. And it was raining a little bit. And somehow we were in the far left lane. Well, not somehow. I was in the far left lane. I was going a little bit fast. So there's that. Um, but somehow in that left lane, even though it was raining, my cruise control engaged. And that was not on purpose. I was not aware that I was doing that. But anyway, what happened is now that the cruise control is going and it's hitting this water, it, it, put us into a hydroplane situation and we literally rotated, circled and, and out of control spun across all four or five lanes of traffic, um, bumped the front, um, I guess, median, right? The, the concrete medians and then twirled around through all those lanes of traffic and somehow, and, and by somehow, I mean the immense grace and mercy of God, we got all the way to the other side without any other injury no, despite the fact that all these lanes were just full of traffic, it's, it's just a miracle. I can't explain it even as I relive it in this moment. I'm still just blown away by the grace of God because there's no explanation other than his divine intervention that we made it across without being hit again. And of course, once the vehicle stopped, we were headed in the right direction. We were facing forward um, with, with the flow of traffic, but we were now on the shoulder on the far right side. Um, Ryan, our youngest was eating a happy meal and his burger, I, I just vividly remember was plastered up on the front windshield. Um, and he was in the front seat. He was in a booster, but he was, cause he was still a little bit small, but he was in the front seat at the time. And I, I remember just being kind of in shock, like just not even knowing how to think or, or what to do, just kind of sitting there stunned for a minute. And I looked over and Ryan looked at me and he said in the sweetest, precious little boy voice, he says, mom, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. And I got to tell you, it still brings me to tears, just the beauty and the wonder of God's word and the, the mercies of him that we do not have to fear. But when we do fear, when I am afraid, I can trust in him. And out of the mouth of babes, right? It was a verse that we had taught him from very little. And it was one we used at nighttime when we were scared of the dark or whatever the things were. But there in that moment, in a very real life and death crisis situation, my sweet baby boy reminded me that when we're afraid, we can trust in him. And that's what the disciples are learning in this valuable lesson as well. So many things are happening. So much is 
um, being done in and around and through the disciples. And I'm sure that they were just overwhelmed, right? And then in this particular case, Jesus, modeling appropriate behavior, keeps kind of disappearing on him, right? He keeps withdrawing to go spend time with his father, which is, is something they should be doing as well. Um, but here they are. They're out on the sea. They're exhausted. They're in the midst of this really bad storm. And here they see the Savior coming on the water. Um, and they were afraid. But he said, don't be afraid. I am here. It is me. And then they immediately got where they were going. There's so many things about these miracles and about Jesus' life that are meant, obviously, to inspire, inform, encourage, convict, challenge us um, about who he is and why he came and what his purposes are and then how we can join him in that. How, you know, before he goes back to the Father, he, he gives the great commission, you know, go. But he's, he's modeling all of these things for us now and he's showing us through these signs and wonders that we've been experiencing throughout the whole book of John that his power is over time. It's over quantity. It's over quality. It's over nature. It's over all things, his power. And so we don't have to be afraid. So friend, whatever is causing you angst this day, it may be one really big thing. It may be a thousand little tiny things. And yet the impact is the same. You may be walking wounded. But let me tell you, there is no one like our God. There is no one like him. And he will not leave us or forsake us. What time we are afraid, we can trust in him. And he will not fail us. So I pray that today as you consider these miracles, you know, sometimes we say, okay, that's all good and fine, but that was a really long time ago, like thousands of years ago. What about my life? What about now? What about this thing where I need a miracle? Here's the thing. We don't know what God will choose because he is always working for our good and for his glory. And what we may see in our limited thoughts and our limited understanding, our desires may not align with his, but we can trust him and we can take it to him. So I pray that today, whatever might be holding you back, whatever is hindering you from fully experiencing Jesus in the wonder and beauty and awe that he deserves, I pray that you'll let it go. I pray that just like the disciples in the middle of the storm, when they saw him and he said, hey, it's me, don't be afraid, that then they were glad to take him into the boat. And I want you to see him there. If you, wherever you are, if you can safely do so, um, just close your eyes and just hear it. Hear the Savior say to you, it's me, I'm here. Don't be afraid. You can trust him. He is worthy of all honor and glory and trust. So please consider that as you think about these amazing things that our Savior did um, during his time on the earth. He's not done. He's not done with them. He's not done with us. And so I just pray that you'll continue uh, digging in to this study of Jesus and of the disciples and of what he's doing in these um, pages and, and how it can apply to your life. So I hope you'll join us back here tomorrow. There's much more left in John 6 and we'll dive in it here together. Be blessed. 
Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.